The Humble Entrepreneur Podcast. My personal take on life and business by Robert Terry. Since 2005, I've been the co-owner of Nationwide Ventilation Limited, installing commercial kitchen ventilation. We've worked for the biggest names in the industry, including KFC and Taco Bell. The podcast gives you an insight into my journey and learnings along the way. Available on iTunes and Stitcher. Hey guys, um, this episode's slightly different. It's what I'm going to call a mashup cast. Um, basically, what it is, I've got this loads of content basically from um, uh, Facebook Lives, sort of shorter videos, but all on a little subject that um, I think all you guys will find quite useful. So, what I'm going to do is mash them all up into uh, one longer episode, uh, one longer podcast episode. So there'll be about four or five different subjects, all uh, like I say, with great little bits of content on them. Um, so you're getting four or five bits of uh, great information out of uh, the one podcast rather than just one subject. So it's basically just repurposing a way to help repurpose some of those Facebook lives I've been doing on uh, little uh, little subjects and uh, repurposing them all into one subject. So like I say, it's only a trial to see how it goes, um, like I say. So um, it's... it's uh, it's just me giving it a go, see how it works out. Now, if you guys like it and think it's a good idea and should do a few more, give us a shout, let us know. If not, let me know and we won't do any more. All right, cheers, guys. Catch you all soon. Hey, guys. Hope you're all doing well. Um, yeah, so a couple of people have asked me the same question, recurring question, and that's uh, if you're sort of a smaller business, um, what's the easiest way to um, help grow and scale that business. Now this one thing is, um, in my opinion, probably the most massive and the best thing you can do to actually help grow and scale your business if you're a smaller business, sort of one or two people working in business, even a one-man uh, band working in the business. And that one big thing I would say that is going to be so massive and will help you out so much is leverage. That's leveraging you, your time and your assets that you already have. Now there's a couple of different ways of doing it that can help you out. The first one being that um, leverage yourself in terms of getting some stuff online get yourself some online courses up and running that kind of thing if you're a, like a personal trainer or something like that get some online fitness programs up and running that are going to start you know you can, you can do as a download a pdf or something like that or an online videos and stuff like that you can then um charge people a fee for them to download or to sign up to um so yeah online programs give you a massive amount of reach um, and once it's up there and out there, it keeps um, keeps on staying there, and it earns you uh, a sort of residual income. So from one um, one bit that you've got up and running, you're going to get um, sort of multiple downloads from it, and people are going to be able to access it across many different platforms. The amount of reach you can get these days um, in putting your your bits and pieces online is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the podcast that I do is listened to in about 21 different countries now, so everywhere from Botswana to Guernsey, there's uh, there's people. Um, downloading and listening to it so get yourself those online assets up and running quickly leverage your time so it's all done once and you can leverage that across multiple different platforms so you can do a video which can then be leveraged into um, a, a podcast which can then be leveraged into just the uh, audio stripped out and you can do it as a downloadable program that kind of thing so um, reusing the assets once or twice or even three or four times as many times as you can and split them out and uh, across the board but get them online because once they're online and they're out there then they're earning you money and they're getting your name out there and being kept out there for all the time that it's up there and running and you're not actually having to do anything further to it once it's already been done and uh, uploaded and running so 
The second one, and this is probably another real easy one to do again, is, is to actually learn, um, in, uh, learn to use outsources. Uh, find the tasks, the repetitive tasks that you don't like or you don't want to be doing take up all your time online and actually then leverage them out leverage your that out to um, an outsourcer so virtual assistant or somebody like that or even if it's your accounting side of things get a bookkeeper to do all your annual returns do your receipts do your tax returns and then that just frees up a bit more spare time for you to actually be going out and doing the sort of key tasks um, as it were that, that sort of help you earn more money by getting rid of the sort of less uh, less meaningful tasks like your bookkeeping your you know your invoicing all that kind of thing so those two things and leverage leverage is a massive one that's going to help you grow your online business trust me or grow any business in fact is get it all out get it online and that kind of thing and leverage your own time out and uh, use outsources effectively and then that's going to help you to actually free your time up to allow you to do other things that are going to drag money in for you, right? So just a quick one, a quick little post just to give you an idea of what you can do um, from here on Guadalmere Beach. So I hope you're all having a good Sunday, enjoying yourself, and I'll catch you all soon. Cheers, guys. Bye. Hi, everyone. Hope you can hear me. Um, I'm actually come up to the summer house or the log cabin up top of the garden for this one, um, just to talk, because the dogs are going crazy. I don't know why they're barking like Billy about something. And... There's hours full of teenagers as well, so I wouldn't have had a minute's peace and quiet. So, yeah, so content. Um, just a little tip for you guys that are out there that are looking for content, whether it be for blogs, whether it's podcasts or articles or anything. I don't know. I don't know. Every, everyone seems to be mad, mad for content at the moment. So, um, but at times we all struggle a little bit in what to actually do um, in terms of finding the right kind of content and content that's going to actually help or or whatever so and again this is just little tips so that you can do it and it's an easy way of getting um, the content and and what to actually write for the content so it's a really simple one believe it or not and it's, it's a simple one it's just to ask for it going to somewhere like um, the uh, for, for networking group for example 28,000 people in that group and just put a post out and say look guys I'm looking for ideas for content for my next podcast what would you like me to cover um, and it could be, like I say, it could be for a podcast, it could just be for a plain article that you're going to write or something like that. But literally just go in there and say, look, this is what I'm after. See if you can, if you can just post some ideas of what you'd like me to uh, cover and, and just post below and then I can go through them. Now, I, got, uh, I did it a couple of days back and um, I went into, um, uh, it was actually the, the, the 4N group. And there's loads of different groups you can do in. It doesn't just have to be the 4N group. Wherever there's a, a good number of people or... If you're looking for a specific type of content, go to there. For example, if you're looking for um, property content on uh, sort of property and that content, go into the Progressive Property Network and ask the content or what content they would like in there. So if you've got a group that is specific to the actual type of content you're looking for, it's, it's best to go there. I, I picked the foreign group because there's a whole raft of different um, general businesses in there. So I went in there and just did a post and said, um, can you uh, can you give us some ideas what content you want to get and I've got about six or seven different um, uh, different pieces of content from that one one post and that enabled me to write do six or seven different things to uh, to actually write um, a podcast on so six uh, six nice nice good chunky podcasts come from just one post and that's that's what it did. walked into went into the group just posted on there and said look guys 
just just give us an idea of what you'd like me to cover and and that kind of thing. I think there was people like Graham Todd from Four Networking, uh, or from Spaghetti Agency, and and runs the group in Four Networking. He put a comment on there and said, "Look, can you cover this for me?" So that that then gave me the content and the. Uh, the podcast to do it on so it's a nice easy little simple one just just go into a group and ask them just say look what what would you like me to cover for you on uh, on your behalf so that, that, that's it guys nothing complicated it's really nice and easy just go into the group and ask for it so i hope that's been a help uh, any of you guys that like the like to write the content that kind of thing trust me try it and you can get some right little golden gems out there and some things complete off the wall things that you wouldn't have thought for so i mean there's some very bizarre ones and some real stupid things that people put on there um but you know it's it's nothing that you know it's water off a duck's back so to speak but yeah just just pick the go in there just say look can you do it Give us an idea of what content you want me to write and then go from there, guys. So, all right, leave you all to it because we've all got better things to be doing on a Tuesday night and uh, um, catch up with you all shortly. Cheers, guys. Bye. Hi, everyone. Rob Terry here. Um, yeah, mentoring. You're not paying an hourly rate or a day rate, contrary to what you uh, you might actually think. Um, now, I was having a discussion today with somebody that's uh, potentially interested in um, having me doing a bit of mentoring work and uh, a bit of sort of helping them out coaching that kind of thing and helping them out with their business and uh, he actually turned around and said um, you know I'm not bothering that in person because it's all confidential obviously because it's mentoring and whatnot but he actually turned around to me and said oh, you know you don't half charge a higher rate don't you uh, you know whether it's hourly or daily or whatever but you know he said you don't half charge a, a, a higher rate and uh, this is what I was trying to explain to him I said to him look to be fair yes you know as you perceive it there it may actually you may actually think that I'm actually charging a fairly high uh, rate in terms of hours and things like that but what you've got to remember is the fact that you're not paying for that hourly rate what you're actually paying for is the fact that I have 14 to 15 years now of massively high-end experience in the business world I mean I've been running my my group of businesses now since uh, 2005 been in business and that before that so I mean I'm running a multi-million pound uh, turnover group of businesses which is um, what you're what you're actually paying for so you're paying for that 14 to 15 years worth of experience and my knowledge um, and in that 14 years I've done I've done a massive amount of things you know I've had businesses go down on me that's cost me thousands personally that kind of thing so I have experience and all those kind of things so it's it's not a fixed uh, rate exactly as uh, exactly as Natalie says you're paying for the years of experience not just the time with the people so that's what I was trying to explain to this guy and uh, at first he couldn't get his head around it all he could see was the rate that I was talking about and the rate that I was uh, going to be charging him in terms you know it doesn't matter whether it's an hourly rate or a day rate or whatever but you, that's not what you're actually paying for you're actually paying for the experience um, that comes with that like I say the 15 14 15 years of um, high level top level business that I've actually got um, in running that so that that's that's more what you're actually paying for and the benefits from that so the the vicarious learning from from me and what I've done and that kind of thing it's, it's not so much um, the fixed that you know you look at it it's 150 pound an hour 300 pound a day or you know thousand pound a month for a six-month program or whatever it is it's, it's actually what you are paying for is it's not that rate what you're paying for is the learning from the mentor not just me and this is all mentors and uh, people in business and generally speaking what you'll find is the people that are higher up the the real big likes 
um, you know, the, the real big people that are in business, you know, the, the big boys of uh, the sort of dragons and those kind of people, and what they charge for for what they um, are doing mentoring, again, you're paying for that extra increase. It's a lot of money, but then obviously you're paying for that extra experience, that extra uh, knowledge. So remember, if you're looking at mentors or coaches or anyone like that, you're not you're not just paying them for their hourly rate or whatever it is, which you may actually perceive as high. But when you actually look at it back, if you work it out across all the years, 15 years worth of business, 150 pound an hour, 300 pound an hour, or whatever, across all those years of business, is absolutely uh, is absolutely bugger all, really. So that's that's just a quick note on mentoring, guys. And you know, we're not all just out to rip you off and that kind of thing. Um, is obviously there's mentors all across the country that charge different rates, and uh, generally speaking, you, you're getting what you're paying for. You know, um, you may have mentors that have been in business four or five years that are going to be a lot cheaper. But then again they don't necessarily have the level of business that, uh, or the level of experience that, um, that myself or other people do. I mean, there's people that have been in business 30, 40 years, 50 years, and so on, that have been, um, they've got a lot more experience than me, and they'll charge more accordingly, because you're paying for that 40 to 50 years experience, but again, you're paying for that experience and that knowledge. You're not paying the hourly rate. So just remember that, guys. If you're into, uh, if you're looking at thinking about getting somebody to help you out with your business and doing a bit of mentoring, that kind of thing, remember you're not paying the person their hourly rate or their day rate or the program rate or whatever kind of rate it may be that they're actually doing. You're paying that knowledge and that experience. So um, I hope that all makes sense to you guys. Um, have a good evening. I'm off now to go and do a bit of boxing coaching instead. So I shall catch you all later on. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye. Hi everyone, um, hope you're all well, enjoying yourselves. Um, yeah, so do you have a grand master plan for your for life, business and everything like that or do you just roll with it as it as things uh, come to you and deal with them as that? So, um, no right or wrong answer to it obviously, so it's whatever, whatever's got you're doing that's working. But I was listening to uh, an interview today um, by Rob Moore with uh, Rosemary Colony and she was one of these people that said no, she's actually, um, rather than a, a grand master plan she's just kind of rolled with things and 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 kind of along with them as it uh, happens so you know for me for me there is a, I, I have a feeling what we should do about this and it's to be fair it's going to massively depend and vary um on on what stage you are in the business or in what stage of life you are so obviously if you've got um sort of young families that kind of thing and you need to earn incomes and that kind of thing you're going to do everything fairly well planned as opposed to just getting out there and uh, rolling what comes along. So um, obviously you need the plan because you need the financial income. Um, so when you're a bit younger, it might be a case of you're a bit more, just you're gonna roll with things and see how they go along and how they, they develop. Um, whereas sort of like I say, when you get to a bit more middle age or your business progresses further, because I mean, obviously if your business is progressing further, you can't necessarily, if you're a sort of a larger corporation, that kind of thing, you can't just roll with things. You have to put some sort of plan in process, that kind of thing, um, some sort of master plan as to where you're going. Not necessarily a full business plan or something like that, but you know, an actual plan of where you're going, where you want to be doing and, and that kind of thing. So it's, it's interesting to see how many people do or don't. And I mean, obviously Rosemary Colling, she was absolutely massive back in the day when she was, you know, when she was doing all the diet and stuff and it was absolutely huge. Um, but she just kind of rolled with the opportunities as they come along and, and, and developed them and worked with them from there. So um, some might say ultimately, that's potentially why eventually the in 2013, 2014, whenever it was, why the business uh, ended up actually failing, 
but it's it's not necessarily the case, you know. Um, I mean, I know I still know a couple of people now in in business, and they're reasonable sized businesses, you know, a couple of million pound turnover, that kind of thing, and they're still very much a just roll with it, and you know, deal with the opportunities and deal with things as they come up, um, rather than actually sitting down and planning on it. I mean, we we do sit down and we do plan it ourselves. Um, but personally, I think my my personal belief is the way you've got to do it is to actually do um do a bit of both. You've got to you know you've got to have a master plan and vision. So you know particularly if you're employing people, because if you're employing people, they want to know where you're going, what you're doing, and what what the goal is. What what is the purpose of this business? Um, but then on the flip side, I still think you've got to be um, slightly adaptable. Well, you you know, to deal with certain things as they come along, because you know, you might get certain opportunities you hadn't actually planned for, um, but they come along and you've got to seize the day and you've got to take them. So I, th I think you have to have a bit of both. You have to have some sort of plan and, you know, master plan in place for, for you know, for to be working towards your employees to work towards, goals them to work towards as well, but to also still be somewhat flexible so that they can, uh, you know, you can deal with new things as and when they come up. So. Uh, that to me is how it works. I mean, I know people that don't. They will just plan things absolutely religiously. Like they'll have a, a you know a year plan, a five year plan, ten year plan, twenty year plan, that kind of thing, which is fine because at the end of the day, obviously that's um, that's what's working for them. So um, obviously, if that's working for them, that's fine. But you know, you, you still got to have that inbuilt bit of uh, flexibility in there, just so that you can deal with new opportunities to crock up. Because sometimes, and and it can happen. I mean. You know, you might not be out there and actually looking or watching uh, for something, but it comes along and you suddenly think, "Ah, oh, that's a fantastic! We've got to go with that. We've got to, you know, we've got to run with this and develop it and see how it goes." So, uh, for me, it's it's a bit of both. You've got to have a bit of equal equal. Probably say sort of 60% um, planned, 60 to 70% planned, and then sort of 30, 40% of uh, still having the adaptability. But like I say, it comes back to a, and again potentially where your business is. I mean, certainly for smaller type businesses, um, it's it's easier because you know for me if I roll with things I only have to make a decision it's me and I don't have to run it past anybody we run it past my business partner we talk to a business partner but we don't um, we don't have a board of directors to go to and present it to so if you're a large business that is of that sort of size it's, it's less there's less flexibility and it's not so easy for them to actually be able to do it which can at times mean that they are actually going to then miss out on things um, and you know they're not going to be able to roll with the punches as they come in so to speak so um, it, it makes it slightly more awkward and like I say it could be a particular point in in time in your business as well where you know you don't want to take the risks because obviously anything that you do hi Connor you're right um, uh, anything you do do in business is, is potentially there's risk involved with it so it may be that you're coming up to the end of the, the cycle in your business and you're looking at winding down retiring that kind of thing and again it's going to depend largely on um, what you're doing in terms of if you if there's just you in the business you can be 100% flexible and do things as and when you want whereas um, you know if you're in a large business you can't do that I mean in, in our business for example if I rock up into the office and start changing things left right and center I'm gonna upset about 20 people and they're all gonna be going not knowing what's going on who they're doing who's doing what and everything like that so you know you've got to keep it in line with um, with the employees as well at the same time so it's just really a bit of food for thought in how you're doing it that you know are, are you have you got this grand master plan that you're working to um, I mean it's like I know Connor who's just popped up from Thailand I've got a pretty good idea of what his master plan is uh, for down the line but Connor's really only got to satisfy himself so he doesn't have to worry too much about 
anybody else and external factors within the business so you can work towards it whereas there's there's other people slightly more in my business obviously where we've got a, a number of employees that we have to have to keep it somewhat more um, more rigid and work towards that plan so the, the employees know where we're going guys so but mate for me like I say it's sort of a 60 70 percent split in terms of 60 70 percent planned and then 30 40 percent leaving it sort of free to actually adapt and run with any new things that may come along guys so um, yeah if it's helped you hopefully you've enjoyed it listen to what I'm saying um, hopefully it's been a help to you just something for you to think about and something for you to maybe plan and think about in the future so not necessarily formal business plans all of that kind of thing but you know maybe just plan a little bit more or a little bit less depending on how you want to do it so all right then guys I'll leave you all to it speak to you later on cheers guys remember folks stay humble and let your success talk for you See you later. I think we have to go.